Hey, 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 Yoga Biz family. Welcome to season four of this podcast. Isn't just a new season, it's the dawn of a new era for me as I'm transitioning my brand and the name of this podcast from Yoga Biz Camp to Yoga Biz Champ. Yes, I added a whole letter H to this podcast, aligning perfectly with our fresh branding, revamped website coming, yogabizchamp.com, and innovative new yoga studio packages that are set to launch very, very soon. So I'm buzzing with excitement to dive back into recording these podcasts, bringing you the latest insights, tech, stories, expert advice, and rocking yoga studio owners. We're all about real talk here, actionable tips, and creating a community where every yoga studio owner feels supported and empowered. So let's get into it with my first guest on Yoga Biz Champ. Enjoy. Welcome to, I haven't told my my guest this yet, but this is the first episode of the fourth season of what formerly used to be called Yoga Biz Camp. And in its fourth season is going under one brand, and that is Yoga Biz Champ. I'm really excited to welcome Angelica Covert to Yoga Biz Champ podcast, fourth season, first episode. Welcome, Angelica. Thank you. Pro- the one thing I run into is that people don't know my name. I'm Yoga Liberty. <laughs> On Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. That's everybody calls. That's what they know me as. If I had to go back in time, I probably wouldn't have. That was 15, 20 years ago when people were like doing funny things as their handle. But so now I'm Yoga Liberty. So I get on and I'd be like, I'm actually Angelica. (laughs) (laughs) I also want, I want some of the people listening to this to notice she actually got a plug in for her handle within the first two seconds of being on this podcast. I'm called out right now, but (laughs) it is what it is. I was born selling. (laughs) I have to say, I used to be my previous brand. So I'm going through my business 3.0 right now. And I started in Canada and it was Michael J in Canada. So it was michaelj.ca was my first website. And then I went through 2.0 and, but the, when, as soon as I changed my handle to yoga biz champ, which it was actually with one of my first branding people I worked with, there was something that changed a power that came around standing behind that name. Is that the same for you? Cause you use it a lot and you're, that's you everywhere. Right. And you shamelessly say that is who I am. Yeah. It started as a joke, <laughs> right? Because no one's a yoga celebrity. Yeah. Right, like a yoga liberty. Yeah, it was actually like making fun of a peep, the yoga liberty, right? And it was really tongue in cheek. But now it's just become my thing, and so everybody is, oh, that's yoga liberty. I have people come to the yoga studio and take my class, and they're like, oh, it's I saw you on social media, and I'm like, my name is Angelica. <laughs> But people don't know, but it's, it. I think it's good because it works across a lot of different things. Like it works. I have a podcast that I got to a hundred episodes and was like, I'm done. So I really don't put anything on there anymore, but I do post daily on Instagram, most, almost every day on TikTok and a few times a week on YouTube. But it it fits into those things. Like the idea of we become a, a yoga celebrity in our own mind, a yoga celebrity and in our own studio, in our own spaces. And in, 
it really embraces the concept of leadership that so many people are afraid to embrace, which yeah. makes your studio yeah. so incredible. If you're the community leader, if you're your yoga celebrity in your studio and you're like, yeah. yes, I am embracing this. I am saying, yes, I stand up as the leader in my community. And I'm Sagittarius. I think that's funny. Me too. Yes. <laughs> Okay, good. So I think a lot of things are funny that other people are very more serious about. So I think if you're a very serious person, you might be off put by me. But one thing I've okay. learned about online is that not everybody's going to like you. Yes. That's okay. okay. Can I want to stop because I want to go back <laughs> a little bit as to why I introduced you. I don't know anything about you. You don't know anything about me. We and met then in we, real life, though. We I met in know. real life. And <laughs> What was I, so we were at the the yoga yoga expo, yoga expo in Pasadena, yeah. and I had this thirty minute gap where I wanted to slip and listen to some business discussion. So I slipped into you were on a panel. I don't know anything about you, and the panel discussion just starts, and everybody's going through the usual business journey kind of stuff, and then one person says. One of the panelists said, I've let go of Instagram. I've let go of social media. I've passed it on to somebody else, blah, 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 and told her story. Two seconds later, you jump and you go, I fucking love Instagram. <laughs> and I have to say, you took over the conversation for 20 minutes. You had that microphone in your hand and it was like you took the show and you were like, this is why I like it. And this is why it's real. It's raw. And that moment, I'm a Brit and real and raw <laughs> resonates with me. So when I left, I'm like, I got to get back to that. Dude, I need her on my book podcast. I think she would be a blast. So that's why you're here. Because I feel just our pre-chat, I a lot of the people I work with, I feel have to overcome themselves a lot. Yeah. And, and a lot yeah. of the theme, particularly female studio owners or new studio owners, I find just them being grounded in their own two feet and being able to be firm yet fair on their expectations and be uh, say it's okay that I expect you to up-level your teaching and this is how I'm going to help you. Or it's okay that I need to make a decision on cutting this class because it doesn't better the business. And then the one that you also bring in is it's okay going on to social media and saying, I'm real, I'm raw, I'm flawed, and I'm going to put myself out there no matter what. And I think that takes practice for some people. So I don't know, take it wherever you want to go yeah, from that. But I feel like you embody a lot of confidence out there. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I will say that everything that I do in my whole life, anything I've ever done, I always end up being the leader. And I was fired from 30 jobs before I finally landed on one that I had for about 10 years, got laid off and then opened the yoga studio. But I found that if I'm not growing, I'm not happy. If I'm not leading people to happiness and success, I'm not happy. And I had to get okay with who I was. See, a lot of people will tell you that it's wrong to let the that a type A driven personality, that's wrong, that you have to have work-life balance. Like, why? Who made that up? Why? <laughs> My, I don't need that. Like being okay, I'm turning 50 this year and being yeah. okay with being like, no, 
there's no such thing as work-life balance. My life is my work. My work is my life. I do something that I absolutely yeah, the passion. love. Yeah. I love, I help so many women. I have literally helped millions of women because 50,000 people walked through the doors of my yoga studio and I have helped thousands of people graduate from teacher training who then went on four nonprofits opened on my studio and they went on to do trauma recovery yoga, to do yoga at the community center here in Las Vegas, to do yoga with at-risk youth, people who are doing yoga with cancer patients. Like there is so much good that came from my studio and my dedication to that, that I have truly left a legacy on this planet. And so I don't feel bad. I don't feel like there is such a thing as work-life balance or that there, if that's something you want, that's great. I don't want that. And I, and when I, now that I'm looking at the fifties, I'm like, you know what, actually I'm okay. I'm okay with just being me. And I think that's the first thing that you have to do is be okay with being you. And I'm going to tell everybody this right now, because this is the number one thing I get. I'm too overweight. I'm too fat. I weigh 220 pounds and I put myself up on camera every single day. And the response that I get is far and wide. Oh my God, thank you so much. I see myself in you. Thank you for putting yourself out there. Now, there are haters. I have had them. People have called me fat. Okay, I'm fat. All right, cool. I own it. It is what it is. I've been trying to lose weight for 10 years. Diet culture, whatever you want to talk like. I just haven't really been successful at it. Probably I haven't really put my mind to it like I have other things because anything I put my mind to, I really achieve. I just think it's not really a priority for me. It might be for other people. I don't really care. That's not why I'm on social media. I want to attract people who want the kind of help that I want to give. And so I don't care what my weight is, so call me whatever. And I will tell you that everyone gets made fun of everyone. So I have a friend who's younger than me. She's fit. She's blonde. She's beautiful. She's amazing. She is awesome. And they call her SpongeBob SquarePants body, even though she's like, everybody's getting it. You can't escape the haters on social media. And I... Back in the day, I loved YouTube. I used to watch Kino McGregor every morning. I would get up and I would watch Kino on YouTube because I used to live in Miami and I would study at Miami Life Center. And I just, I love her. She's such a good teacher. And I would watch her and I want to get, and I wanted to be on YouTube so bad. And this was like back in my 30s. And then I was like, I was doing a shanga every day. I was like built like a brick shit house, like whatever. I was like really in shape. And I wanted to be on YouTube. But I didn't really understand how to do it. I didn't understand how to edit videos and stuff, which now I find is super easy, but I didn't know that at the time. And so I thought I'll start on this thing, Periscope, right? Do you remember Periscope? It was like the first live incarnation, right? So I put this out. I set the timer. I set it to go. I'm teaching in Costa Rica. It's my first time teaching in Costa Rica outside of the country. I'm so excited. I set it up. I'm doing my teacher training there. I go, I teach my class. I've told all my students, all my teachers that work for me at the studio. I told my parents. I told my I told my frenemies no, like the people of Facebook. I let everyone know. I'm going to be on this Periscope. You got to watch. And so a lot of people show up and I see like my teacher's names, like at the end, I go back to look and see like what it says. And this feeling of dread comes over me. 
as I look through the comments, and at this time, I really wasn't that overweight. And I look through the comments, and it's all these people, look at that teacher is so fat. Thousands of people from all over the world, look at how ugly she is. She, she shouldn't even be teaching yoga. The students are thinner than her. She's not even fit. They were just absolutely, I went into the darkest depression. I think I probably gained like 50 pounds over that incident alone. And I was like, I'm never going to be on social media ever. I'm never going to do this again. I'm never putting myself out in front of these people ever. And about three years ago, when we were living on the sailboat, I really needed to make money <laughs> because boats are just a <laughs> hole in the water that you throw money into. Boat literally <laughs> means bust out another thousand. And so it was the most expensive dream that I've ever lived. I'm always like, live your dream. That's like my 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 tagline. Live your dream. Living mm. on a boat isn't, it's not cheap, friends. And no matter which boat you buy, new one, old one, it doesn't matter. They're really expensive. So I was like, I need to make more money. So I'm like, all right, I have all these friends that are making money online. I went to 10X Growth Con. I saw Russell Brunson speak. I was there when he did the million dollar speech. You're, I don't know if you remember that one where he like gets in front of everybody and he sells click funnels for over a million dollars of click funnels that day. I was there. I watched that speech. It was moving. It was incredible. That was 2018. It's what inspired me to close my or to sell my studio and go out on the road. And my intention always was to create an online thing. But I never got around to it until I bought the boat and really needed the money. And so I'm like, you need to just get over this and go online. And I will tell you that now, three years later, multi-six figure business now online. And I cheated myself out of 10 years. I could have been yoga with Adrian. You know what I'm saying? Because it was that long ago and I that loved you. Yeah. I loved YouTube that much at the time. It's not my main platform now. I'm trying to make it my main platform. It's just a lot more editing. An Instagram, <laughs> but the editing is like you all to, day long. You need to, yeah. I've just my coach has told me to outsource this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have like a, a certain way I like it. So look, I'm, I'm hands on in that, but I should teach somebody. But anyhow, I now I'm like, man, I cheated myself out of something that I would have really gotten joy from that so many people would have liked. And Kino talking about Kino McGregor. She has over a million followers on Instagram and on YouTube. She has Alm Stars and all that. And she's a phenomenal human. And she has been made fun of. And she's had people sue her. She's had terrible things happen to her while being online. But she still has one of the biggest online businesses in the yeah. world and reaches an incredible amount of people. And my God, I'm so grateful to her for doing that because... I still watch Kino every day. Like really? I, yeah. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, a total fan girl. She's the real deal. She's the real deal. I met her in real life. She's amazing. And so though having somebody like her in front made me feel like, okay, you know what? It doesn't matter. Possible. It's possible. And really ultimately at the end of the day, I had a conversation with one of my students the other day. When you look at these videos that you create, when you look at the video, if you look at them and you're like, oh, I'm too fat or my hair doesn't look perfect or I didn't do my yeah. makeup, you are missing the point. You the can't point do is, that. It's not about you. You're making yeah. these videos for someone else. You're making these videos in service to other people who can't get that information. To the young girl like me that was watching Kino every morning, that's who you're making the video. For the older woman that owns a studio and feels left behind, that's who you're making the video for. If you waste any time looking at that video and worrying about how you look on screen, you have lost energy and time that could have been made creating more content to bring more people into your 
funnels and into your community. And so that's a shame when people do that. So what was that moment, though, where you got over that Periscope thing and you're like, I'm just going to do this no matter what? Because I think right now where slick used to be, slick produced content used to be the thing, right? Mm -hmm. Now I'm like to my studio owners, please just show the vibe behind the scenes. Throw, Keep throwing shit up on, on stories behind the scenes. It's not all the sell, sell. And I hate, honestly, I, sorry, yoga teachers, but I know you have to promote your classes that Monday yin and Tuesday. <laughs> I'm le- That's My favorite amazing. is hot yin at 5.30. Yin can't be hot. It's not <laughs> Thing. It's not a thing. It's the opposite. That is yay. So what I'm trying to say is that authenticity, that rawness, right. that authenticity, right. that unproduced. I used to, when I used to look at myself, I used to be, oh my God, his anxiety is chewing his, he's chewing his inside of his cheek and he's doing this. Oh. And now I, I don't even look at that stuff now. I'm like, if I do that to myself, I will not put anything out. Like if I did that, but there was a time that you go through that for sure. So what was that moment? You periscope, you've been beat down here. So what was that moment where you go, screw it, I'm going to be me? It's really interesting. It's like you asked me that and I think back, it's honestly, it's the same moment that I decided to open the studio. Like I had nothing left to lose. I had nothing to lose. Like what's the worst that's going to (laughs) happen? You know what I mean? That's like when I opened my studio in 2008, I lost my job with Luxiton. I had worked there for 10 years. I was laid off. I lost everything. I lost my house. I was living in a car in my Ford Escape. And I decided to move back to Las Vegas. And a friend of mine was moving there and we could afford to live together. We did. And I was like, you know what? I have $12,000 left in my IRA. This is it. This is all I have. And I had been living on that. And I was like, I can probably pay my bills for a couple of months. I found a space that was just going to charge me $400 a month. It was a garage. And I I had been playing poker to pay my bills because I'd been teaching (laughs) yoga to professional (laughs) poker players and they taught me poker tips. And so I was like, okay, how do you do this? Tell me about it. And I never played high stakes like these guys. The biggest game I ever played was like a $1,000 buy-in. Most of the time I was buying in for a couple hundred and then I'd make a hundred and I would leave. And at that time you could live on a thousand dollars a month. So I end up, I find this perfect space after searching and it's in this garage, it's 400 a month, but I actually don't have $400 to do this. And I don't have any money to paint it or buy props or anything like that. And but I say I, I read this Richard Branson book. I'm a huge fan, like Love a virgin. Yeah, that book, yeah. like a virgin. And he says, yeah. when someone yeah. gives you an opportunity, take it and figure out how to do it later. And so I just was like, I'm going to take this opportunity, <laughs> and I'm just going to go ahead and go with it, even though I don't have any money at all. It's fine. So I did two things that were the major. One was luck, and one was strategic. I told everyone that came to my class at 24 hour fitness at the gym. Hey, I'm opening a yoga studio. I'm going to do a $90 for 90 day special. You can come in and you can take as much yoga as you want for the next 90 days. And it's only $90 after that. If you want to do a membership, whatever, I would love to have you. You can buy it now before I even open my studio. It's only going to be available until the day I open. Then I'm switching to 30 for 40. 
if you want to get it. And I sold a bunch of those. So it gave me some seed money. Yeah. And then the other thing that was just luck is I went down to the wind casino. I could see it out <laughs> my window and I could, I go down there and I'm just sitting there. It's a, it's a regular Tuesday night and I'm playing this game of poker and I got my $200 I started with and I'd made some money. So I think it was up to 600 in my stack, which was a lot of money. And I was getting ready to leave. And it's always when you're getting ready to leave. So I get suited, you know, I get the suited connectors, right? Which is where there's two in a row and they're the same suit. Okay. And the, the flop comes out and it comes out. I have a straight and I'm like, oh, I have the nuts. Like I look at all these, it's the nuts means you have the very best hand, right? I forget I'm not talking about poker people. <laughs> the best mathematically possible hand. So I look at the board. There's no one could have a full house yet. No one could have a flush. There's no quads. It's the board's not doubled. There's no way that anybody could beat me. Right now I have the very best hand. So I raise and the person after me re-raises and the person re-raises and the person re-raises all in. And I'm like, oh shoot. By the time it gets back to me, my choice is all in or out. Out, yeah. And I'm like, but there's statistically no way that right now anybody could be beating me. There are two more cards to come. So for sure, the board, the flush could come in, the board could pair. And then I know somebody's got to have a set, like three cards. That would be, if the set came in with a paired board, that would be a full house and someone would win. So I know, but the statistical chance is low. It's a higher chance that's going to run out and I'm going to win. It's a 24% chance that I'm going to lose that hand. So 76% yeah. I'm winning it. So I have to, as a good poker player, with the math in mind, put all my $600 in there. This is, <laughs> represents my entire bills for the month. My rent was $345 at that time. I'm like, oh my God. So I put it all in there. It was like a nine or 10 handed table. The turn comes out. I'm still ahead. The river comes out. I win the pot. I win a $5,000 pot. I use that money to open the studio, to buy all my props, to paint the studio, to pay the muralist, to get it all done. And I, I pay for my mind body online. And it's a, that's how I started. I yeah. like bless the Las Vegas. So it's one of those things where, have you read that book, The Alchemist by Paul Coelho? He says in there, when... You make an intention. When you set your intention, the universe conspires to make it happen. And that's what happened to me. I said, I want to open a yoga studio in Las Vegas called Sin City Yoga. And the universe conspired through poker money to give it to me. (laughs) I launch yoga studios and there are some experiences which is similar to mine and similar to yours where everything does line up and everything is so easy there are no blocks in the way and everything is meant to be as it's meant to be and so those studios always launch with such ease and success yeah so to get back to your original question the reason (laughs) why i opened that studio was because i had nothing left to lose and i think that's what The online, while I was older when I started doing my online business, and also I was not poor, I was not struggling, I was not going through a bankruptcy, I had money at this point in my life, 
But I had nothing to lose as far as I didn't own my studio anymore, which was a big thing that I was afraid of, that I would get some kind of backlash and divisive hate. And that they would put like people like to put bad Yelp reviews on people's studio if they don't like them online. And I was when you own a physical space, you're constantly in fear of a bad review. And which is just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Unless you absolutely hate someone, never give a physical business less than a five star because it's an algorithm thing. The five stars is where the computer decides via algorithm where they are going to place that business in front of other people. So if you give somebody a four star because you emotionally feel like you never give five stars, you're actually screwing them over. Please never do that. Always give five stars unless it's Walmart or Taco Bell, whatever, do whatever you want. Those are big businesses. (laughs) They're going to make it anyway. But if you're talking about a small business, it's just so important to support them. So that was like a big fear for me. And I think that is a legitimate fear. And for somebody like me, I'm pretty divisive. Like you saw me in person. Like I immediately, those people were like, how do we sell our product? And I was like, sell me your product. And they were like, we, it's, I'm like, you don't know anything about your product. Literally you came from the school of selling yourself on this podcast. That's what it takes, right? To name drop and, but still in a, that authentic way. So can you, from that experience and you overcoming that, can you give advice for people that are trying to stand in their authentic self? And we live in this world of comparison. And one of the things that stood out for me, what you said was, you said something about give your all, give it all. Don't hold back because you're just giving, I think you said something like they're giving bite, you're giving bite-sized bits of information, but they will pay for it as a whole. And then you're definitely in an online. So, but I think that still is the same in a studio, brick and mortar place too. Yeah. Yeah. People think if I put my classes online, then no one will come to my classes in person. That's actually not true. It's not true from a a business standpoint, statistical standpoint. And honestly, it's not true from a human standpoint. I just had somebody in my class on Saturday and she's, I could go to an online class, but I love the feel of being with a person and have a teacher adjust me. And I learned so much in your class today. So if you're providing high quality classes, then I don't think there's anything wrong with also live streaming some of those to promote the business. It's not the same experience online that it is in person. And you can tell in the practice of the people when they come in, if someone has only done online, their alignment is absolutely atrocious. I immediately can tell they, they dump into their low back to get into their ecopata. Like they're, they're, they have all the, they look cute, but really they look awful to the trained eye. (laughs) Yeah. So the in-person experience is really important. If when I create content, I can't, and sometimes I get a lot of flack for this, where they'd be like, oh, you didn't talk about this and you didn't do this. I'm like, it is 30 to 60 seconds. I am creating a 30 to 60 second video for you that's heavily edited. I can't tell you everything about Adho Mukha Downward Facing Dog, in 30 seconds. I just can't. Iyengar might spend 45 minutes on it in his class. I can't. But here's the thing about being online is that if you truly don't want to do it, 
don't do it. You don't have to do it. Yeah. Like there's, because if there, you don't want to do it, you'll suck at it, right? And there are people that have thriving businesses that ignore online. There was a woman yeah. that owned an Iyengar studio down on Sahara for years and years. She didn't even have an email address. And they, she stayed open for a long time. And she yeah. had tons of people. A lot of us teachers would go there because it was so calm and chill and peaceful. And it was like real yoga. So there yeah. is still space to not be in the digital age. There yep. is still space to do that. So if, if you really don't want to be online, don't be. You don't know you have one life. Do with it what you want with it. Enjoy it. I've had a number of really close people to me pass away. My mom has passed away. My uncle passed away. He was like a brother to me. We grew up. He recently just passed away from colon cancer at 55. I'm 50 years old. Like I'm not looking at life like how yeah. is what oh my god what are they going to think about me i'm looking at yeah. life as what do i truly want to do but if you really want to be online and you know that deep in your heart and you're holding yourself back because of the way that you look then i would say what kind of yoga are you practicing because i i don't remember from the yoga sutras patanjali saying that these labels we put on ourselves of fat skinny tall short black white Moroccan, Egyptian, American, whatever, that these are labels and they're meant to divide us. That's not our Prusha. That's not our true self. And so maybe it's a practice in yoga for you to get over yourself. <laughs> and also it's selfish. If you have information that could help the world and yeah. you're holding it back because you're worried about your weight, that's self-centered at the highest level like uh, this is not this isn't this the package that we wear that's not our soul i have i have people sometimes who try to tell me things and this and sometimes i'm wrong sometimes i'm wrong sometimes i have i said kapotanasana for years it's kapotasana the people of instagram <laughs> let me know thank you it's Janu, not Yanu. Sorry. I live in a place where Spanish is very predominant. I'm sorry that I messed that up, people of Instagram. But there are a lot of things that I do know that I am right about that sometimes people will be upset. And I notice that there's a, people in the younger generation who will be upset because they think that they should have the level of followers or, or the online presence that I do. And it's just work. It's not, it's yeah. not magic. It's just consistency. Consistency, right? It's, yeah. it's complete consistency and authenticity and ke just keep showing up. You, you have how many people? <laughs> I love you can't. that. They, they're not looking at you as much as you are looking at you. They are looking at a thousand different influencers. That's it. So I'm not I the top one. Yeah. So you know? I when, when I'm talking to my studio owners that are having the anxiety about putting themselves out there, I literally show them my finger and I said, "You last this long," and I flick up with my finger like literally that moment that you put yourself out there they've watched you and they flicked up and they've moved on and right yeah. now we used to be i used to say to everybody i'm a marketing background so i used to say show up on two platforms one or two platforms and do it well if you yes. can't do it well don't do it right i don't agree with that now though i feel like you're you are we are our own tv station mm -hmm. and we have to be everywhere all the time and there i would are say and there are tools for that show up on one or two platforms and consistency 
like yeah. consistently. It doesn't matter if you do it well, like you might not have the skill set. I let that hold me back at first because I really didn't know how to do videos. And my boyfriend at the time was making like six figures a year on YouTube, making kids videos. And now he's, we're not together anymore, but he was Canadian. It was tragic. He was very good looking. I'm sad. I'm sad. But the guy that I'm with now, we've been together for 10 years. He's very nice. I'm sorry, Paul, but this guy was hot. Okay. So anyhow, he, he was the, like the best looking guy I've ever dated. Now he's a famous gamer on Twitch, but, but I would be like, I would ask him, I would be like, Hey, how do you do this? And how do you, how do you do these YouTube videos? And he'd just be like, you just put them up. And I just like, oh, what? <laughs> so easy. Apple has been making this easy for us for years, but I never even thought to go on YouTube and be like, how do you use iMovie? Like it's that yeah. simple. Yeah, it's it really is that, that simple. simple. It is. Yeah. And now it's even there's slice, there's CapCut, there's Cap all these Cut, different apps yeah. on your phone that make it really very simple. I use CapCut myself. I, I like even Cap use CapCut Cap on my yep. desktop as well. Even though I have a Mac, I use CapCut. Yep. But the tech got in the way first. Just learn that. If you there's stupider people oh, than you that know learn how to learn it or it. hire someone. Well, well I'm, not a big, I'm not a big fan of hiring people in the beginning because people well, are I'm, I'm just on, on this yoga studio front though sometimes this the owner is doing it all and sometimes right. yeah, can't that's do true. it that's all true. right that's so true. definitely for the solopreneur absolutely like yeah, you have to do it all but sometimes the studio owner can't always be the one right, so, right, so sometimes right, it's right. someone on staff right yeah but I still even that situation I want everybody involved in the team. Yeah, Everybody I like to know how to do the things, even if I hire it out. I think it's important that you know how yep. to do it. Totally. And anyhow, so I let I let that get in the way for a long time, the tech stuff. And that can be learned by there's so much how to on YouTube that can just literally be learned in an afternoon. You yep. iMovie is so simple. It is. And, but then it was the whole body image thing. And just, I really regret it. Like I, and I know you just got to do, but once you know better, you got to do better. But I really regret letting it, letting that get in my way for so many years. And it's, it's the same with the yoga studio. I wanted to open a yoga studio for a really long time. And I was like, I'm afraid to leave corporate. I'm afraid I'll lose everything. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And I ended up losing everything anyway and gaining everything. I lost everything to gain everything. Like right after my bankruptcy, my credit score was higher than it had ever been in my whole life. I didn't owe anything to anybody. Like it was a blessing, but I didn't know well, that. And don't you think that gives you the hustle? If The difference between if I'm opening a yoga studio, the difference between somebody that is scrappy paying everything by themselves or getting SBO SBA loans is very different to somebody that's self-funded and owns the building and has right. no stress around whether people come or not or buy or not. Yeah. It's a, it can be a very different thing. So I think sometimes that hustle gives you that kind of if you're a Sagittarian like me, you're scrappy. <laughs> I know that's how we are. I do think that there is I, I don't want to discount the power of personality. Like I am a big personality. I yeah. am. You, you know, embrace I, it though. Yeah. And I, you have to have that character. You have to have that one person that kind of is the show for your business, for your online in particular. In my business, I really took a lot of a back seat. I didn't want to be the number one show. I didn't want, when people saw Sin City Yoga, I didn't want them to see Angelica as yeah, the main 100%. thing. Because yeah, that was- yeah. I, It can't I be all about you.com, right? right? It, yeah. I have seen businesses that are run like that where yeah. it's so-and-so's yeah. yoga studio. But even Kino calls it Miami Life Center, not Kino McGregor's yeah. Miami Life Center. But we all know Kino owns it. 
But but on her socials and on my socials, I'm the star and I have a bigger than life personality. And I really just let that come out because you know what I learned, honestly, from Grant Cardone, like really (laughs) early on, he said, just post it. Nobody's looking at you. You're not going to go viral in your first video. And if you do, oh my God, yes, you are so freaking lucky. I hope that happens to you. It's going to be tough, especially if it's on TikTok, because there's going to be some comments that you're not going to want to (laughs) see. But emotionally, you're going to be like this. Here's the thing. I uh, was in this, I always hire somebody to help me because you'll get there faster. Yeah. There's a lot of people that want to cheap out on coaching or don't want to pay for somebody to learn how to put the videos together, learn how to make, they're still struggling. And then I get these messages all the time. You can sign up for one of my programs. If you don't want to do, if you want to do it all, I, my 300 hour teaches you online or offline, whatever. And you get to choose what you want to do. It's pretty program drop. Program drop. It's the best 300 hour program. I teach (laughs) privately one-on-one. There are limited spots. Act now. Notice the genius there, folks. Anyhow, it is a good program. I do stand behind it. But all I'm saying is that you have a lot of choices. But people in the DMs, not all the people, like I had somebody just sign up right before this call. It was really exciting and incredible. She's going to do great. It's going to help her tremendously. But there are people that will message me and say, I don't have the money. They don't even know how much it costs because I don't drop the price until yeah, I yeah. meet with them. Yeah. Because I, and I do this for a very specific reason. People get angry with me about it. If you have a poverty mentality, you are going to look at everything and want to know immediately how much it costs. How much is that? How much does it cost? And in your brain, you're thinking, can I buy that? That is not the kind of mentality that you need to be abundant. You will never make money. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be cruel, but it is how it is. You will never make money. You never build any business. You never make any money. Whereas you work with somebody like me or someone like you or one of our cohorts, somebody that actually that you resonate with and is doing what you want to do, taking advice. Someone that's been in your, you someone's been in the shoes that you right. want to be in, right? People it's, you want to be like, yes. you spend extra money. Let's say yep. you you pay for it. Let's say it's $5,000. Okay. That's not how much my program costs, but I'm just throwing it out as an example. Let's say it's $5,000. You spend the 5,000, but instead of making $0 from your $300 investment because you invested this 5,000, which is a meaningful amount of money also, now you're making $100,000 a year. Now you're monetized on YouTube. Now, five years from now, you've hit the $500,000 mark. Now you're living your dream. You're actually teaching on a beach in Bali. What do you want? What is the result that you want? When you run Facebook ads or you run Instagram ads, if it's hitting, if it's making money, you put more money into it because it doesn't matter how much the ad costs. If the ad is making you more money than what it costs to run it, you keep running more ads. It's the ROI. And if you don't think of money in that terms, you'll never be successful and you'll always be struggling with money. I, when I had my yoga studio, I talked about this often on my podcast but i hired two coaches during that period one saved my business by overnight i changed my pricing and saved my studio and then the the other one gave me the feeling that i had something of worth to sell which Mm -hmm. most yoga studios owners don't right Mm -hmm. and so those two things for me changed everything for me and even now in my consulting business i have the most fantastic business coach that i'm so excited i'm jazzed every time i turn up 
I come away with homework to the to blast through my own roadblocks mm-hmm. and somebody to helping me see something that's possible outside outside of my scope. And because so, they've been there, so they already know. Totally. And, and it's, it's somebody it's mindset, and it's the people that yeah. you know, nobody wants to do the beginning of the course where you talk about mindset. Everybody wants to skip that and go into the beef of the course. The avocado. I'm sorry, I'm a vegan. The avocado of the course get into that. <laughs> everybody, nobody wants to deal with the pit. And and the mindset is literally the most important part. It doesn't matter if you learn all these other skills. If you don't, if you are not your number one cheerleader every day when you wake up, hundred percent, you will fail. You have yeah, to have yeah, your yeah. back. You I cannot to, talk shit about yourself. Yeah, and I say to studio owners, nobody's going to yell and scream about your studio as loud as you are. So go yell right. and scream. I have people when I ran studios, and um, I would have people. Uh, I had one person who took my in-person three hundred, and she was like, "I said, how's your studio going?" Because it was like a, a ways away, and she was. People just stopped coming, and I just I had to close it because people just stopped coming, and I was like, "Of course, people are going to stop coming. That's part of it's a cir- it's a cyclical thing." Yeah. You, did you promote? It's called churn. You know, it's, you? Called, it's called churn. People come, people go. <laughs> yeah, to like constantly be bringing new people I in. Called, I called it feeding the beast when I had the studio. When I opened, I thought, I'm a marketing person. I opened with a bang, full studio. And I'm like, I thought, I got it. I got my group. I got my tribe. This is it. I'm set. And then it's like, oh, no, people leave. Oh, this is churn. Oh, right. I can keep feeding. I have to keep selling right. that intro offer. I keep, that can never stop. That can never the, stop. The, I would do now, though, now that I have, now I'm a powerhouse of online and in person, and I know all these things. This is exactly what I would do. I'm sharing this tidbit right. with everyone. The, the, here's the, this is, this is here's exactly the, what I would do. The, I would actually sign up for ClickFunnels. Yeah. And I would do an ad yeah. for my intro offer. And yeah. then the, the upsell in the sales funnel would be membership. And it would say one-time offer. Say your membership's $99 a month. And I would offer it for something ridiculously low, like $69 or $59, and be like, you will never see this offer again. Yeah, You will never know it is not offered in the store. This is your only time now. You can cancel any time. But if you sign up for membership now, it will start at the end of your 30-day intro offer. And that is how I would run all my ads. I do that. I open studios with a huge pre-sale strategy. And the last few couple of years, we've been opening with all costs covered. Some studios open with 220 pre-sold memberships prior to opening. Nice. Yeah. So it's those, but I hear about the click funnels thing too, because a lot of sales strategies go to the website, but what I'm hearing you say there, it should go to a dedicated sales page, right? Dedicated funnel. For the ads. Yeah. Yeah, For the ads. ads. Yeah. Yeah. If, If you're, or whatever your intro offer is, if your next step if you, if you sell your intro offer, you're not selling it through MindBody Online, but you're selling it through like ClickFunnels. There's two things that can happen. One, it won't be automated if they don't pay. So you're going to have to change yeah. that in your system. You're going to have to add Some of them. the new softwares, though, have lead gen forms built into the software now, the booking platforms as well. well and yeah. also, everybody wants to get away from MindBody Online. This is a way for you to have more control over that because now they're being charged through your Stripe account instead of being charged through MindBody Online, and you can manage that differently. Yeah, there's um, a lot, lot of platforms now. 
Yeah. 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 Because it's mind, body, online, whatever. We're not even going to talk about that. It's not, we don't have time. We don't have time for that. That is a waste of time. I've got past, pro- I've got past podcasts on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go watch those later. Yeah. But that's, I would do sales funnels and I would just drive that. I was a very sales focused person when I ran the studio because sales is everything. And people will say, oh, you don't do sales. Don't do sales. Don't be salesy. That Why? Do you not want to help people? Good sales is just good customer service. If you have an offer that is so incredible, I have seen my studio change people's lives. Why would I not want to sell them on that? Why would I not want people to come into my 300-hour online program? I work with them privately one-on-one. My people are crushing it. I have a student. Her name is Nene's Yoga. Please go and follow her. She teaches American Sign Language yoga on YouTube. She just got monetized after taking my 300 hours. She is crushing it. That is so in need. Imagine if Nene was like, "Eh, I can't show myself on screen. Eh, I'm not perfect. Eh, (laughs) Whatever. All those deaf people out there would not be able to do yoga. She is the only one that has a consistent American Sign Language yoga channel. She's the only one and she's crushing it. She's doing amazing and she's changing lives. If you have something that's amazing and maybe it's not that, that's an example, but I feel like I have something that's amazing. Everybody has their, I always say anybody triple down on your superpowers, let go of the stuff you don't enjoy and triple down on your superpowers. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. And just if you don't know what you're good at, then ask some friends. What are 10 words that you would use to describe me or five words that you would use to describe me? What do you think is my biggest strength? What have you learned the most from me? And it'll be interesting what people say back. And then you can start to realize, okay, I might be good at this or I might, Mm -hmm. this might be what I'm good at. Honestly, I think if you sit with yourself in meditation long enough, you can figure out what you're good at. The answers are within you. And you're just like, you're just like being your hater. You're being your own Sometimes yesterday I was with a beautiful (laughs) client of mine and she was debating on a class and a teacher and what have you. And I literally was like, it was the mirror moment. I'm like, these are your words. These are what the, do you listen to your words? Do you think that this is the right teacher in the right class? And she's like, yeah, no. And I listen, like trust, you got to trust yeah. that. Yeah, um, Angelica, if some budding yoga businesses, yoga studio owners, you are Instagram, online, YouTube, TikTok and all, give me, a, give them a few things right now that they could do that could change things a little bit. Consistency is one. Consistency is number one. Number one. I have done thousands of videos over the last three years, and that's why I'm good at doing video. Because I love that. I do it every day. I do a lot of it. And the way I'm consistent is I schedule it out. So after I teach my class on Saturdays, the studio is not in use, and I just stay there and we film. And sometimes one of my students will stay behind. Yeah. Yeah. And I film all my content for the whole week. Yeah. And I try to get a week ahead so that I have, in case something were to happen, I would still have content. But I have batch content. I don't try to do that every day. That's why and you I see me wearing you do, the same you change, outfit. You, yeah. <laughs> but I also love that you change up the diet. You are in some of your videos, you're a loud personality selling, what have you. But then I see you in your teaching mode and your adjustment 
teaching and what and you drop into low voice angelica tea like you utilize all the different sides of you right not just not just cell <laughs> and what i talk really fast <laughs> Because I'm trying to get it all in in 30 seconds. I'm like, I'm going to take it right before. So it's 30 seconds, your magic number? It's 30. Because they're talking long content now, right? Under 60 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing is, you can, they say that. They say a lot of things. Yeah. They say a lot of things. I think get do whatever you want because I've seen people be successful in all the different realms. Yeah. So if you want to do 30 seconds, you want to do 60 seconds, you want to do 60 minutes, be the best at whatever you want to be. And honestly, don't try to do something that you're not interested in because then you're not going to be interested in it. But you can win at any level. It doesn't matter what time of day you post. It doesn't matter. It consistency matters more than any I don't even use hashtags when I stopped using hashtags I had videos go viral for the first time yeah (laughs) because I was using hashtags and limiting that video from where it could go out to the people who needed it so now I just let the algorithm stupid smart it knows how long people spend watching your videos it knows when they stop it knows when they scroll back and scroll back up they know it can it looks at your eyes and it notices what part of the video you are looking at and where you are paying attention to on the screen it is very intelligent I don't think you need hashtags. I think that your audience will find you. That's just been my experience. That's right now. It hasn't always been that way. That is how I think the algorithm does work now. It's the same when I do ads. I don't put a specific thing. I might just be like yoga, send it to everybody yoga, and then let the algorithm figure it out. That's not to say that I don't do targeted ads. I do. But all I'm saying is the algorithms are smart. So it's going to put you with your tribe. And it just depends on, I think right now, TikTok and is in a weird space. TikTok used to be great for me. I used to get most of my leads from there, but now it's, if you don't have TikTok shop, they're not showing you the quality of the videos have really degraded. And I just, I don't enjoy TikTok the way I used to. And I used to be a big fan of it, but it used to be my number one platform. And now I'd say Instagram is. Yeah. Well, and it's, I think we have to be where our audience is too. Right. And so I think our, our world is mostly, I think, Instagram, TikTok, I think. Um, yeah, I do yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I I feel YouTube's harder to break into. Well, it is. It is. Yeah. It's a lot more work. It's a yeah. long, it's a long game. YouTube's a long game. Yeah. Right? Like my Instagram videos, no one's gonna watch them in three weeks. Yeah. TikTok people will be watch or I'm sorry, YouTube people will be watching in 10 years. Yes, yes. So it's a yeah. long game. Yeah. It's a yeah. long game. It's a yeah. different yeah. thing. It takes a lot more work. It t- my yeah. I'm surrounded now by all my friends that I spend all my time with are also social media influencers. I that's you surround yourself with the people that you want to yeah. be like. Yeah. And I call my friend Raw Food Romance. We talk to each other all day long and we call each other coworkers because we're like, yeah, oh, yeah, this yeah. This. yeah. And, I've got know, those like, in my consulting right? world for sure. Yeah. And we're giving yeah. each other yeah. best practices. Yeah. I had yeah. something unpleasant happen yesterday online and, yeah. and we talked about it, talked through it. And so it's nice to have a cohort. But the the thing is, is that you you just have to be consistent in whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. And my friend, what well, this was, I'm going to say the friends that I have that have YouTube channels that are big, it took them longer to get there, but they make a lot more money than yeah. me. Yeah. It's a 10, it's a 10 year game, YouTube. Angelica, I'm going to wrap this up with a couple oh, of sorry. questions. No, I'm gonna, I okay. could talk all day. That's fine. I got I some could, editing to do. That's fine. <laughs> 
I tried to talk so you wouldn't have to edit because I'm very aware of that. The less you have to edit, the easier yeah, for it, sure. it is for you. Um, tell me right now, what's your favorite go-to personal website or app or so a place that you personally go to a lot or an app you go to a lot? What do you use? Yeah, I use CapCut more than any other yeah. app. It's number so one. That's, that, so that's, but that, that's, okay, so that's because personal and business are the same for you. Oh, Ariana, I didn't know there was a distinction. <laughs> you did. You did set that at the beginning. Uh, you, you know what? I, you know what? Actually, yeah. no. I'm just. I'm being funny. But but I actually, personally, what, one that I really like is Endel. Do you oh, ever use Endel? No. It so it makes these AI sounds that's like music, and it helps to get your brain into a flow state so that you can work continuously ah, without interruption. Yeah, 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 so I yeah. put this on, it's E-N-D-E-L. Okay. And yeah, it's really cool. And I'll send you the link for it, exactly where it is. And I just, when you sign up, it's going to offer you a lifetime subscription for 150 bucks or something. It's worth it. Just pay for it in the beginning. You'll never see that offer again. It's definitely worth it. Then that's not even, I'm not even selling my own thing. I'm just telling you that is, I don't get any kickback, but I, it, I work in 30 second intervals. And so I set it to do the homework setting. Cause I like that sound the best instead of the work setting. And it just plays this sound that trains your brain to be focused. Okay. And that would work, that would work for me actually very ADHD. It's really so, cool. Yeah. It's really really I really yeah. like it. I yeah. think ADHD is um a benefit personally. Me too, superpower. <laughs> it is it's a superpower. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why people say that's bad. I'm into it. I'm here for it. Like that's a, I just embrace everything everybody says is bad. You're too loud. All right, whatever. I love it about myself. <laughs> so I'm so you I'm guessing your work on would be CapCut. <laughs> Yeah, I don't do any social media. And you do the paid version of CapCut? I did not when I was just using it on my phone. But now that I use it on my computer, I did get the paid version. Yeah, It was $54 for the year. They had a sale because I like it better than iMovie for editing on my computer. If you sign in on your computer and your phone with the same username and password, you get the paid version on both and you only pay once. Yeah, So that's nice. The paid version on the phone app, I did not see any real benefit in having that. But on the computer, you can't export the videos unless you have the paid version. So I did get the paid version just because I use it on my computer. But I don't think that you need it if you're just editing yeah. on your phone. Yeah. I don't great, think you need great to templates for too. I know sometimes where I'm sitting there, yeah. I've got oh, I've got nothing. I don't feel like going on camera. I've got nothing. I'll sometimes just go on there, and within five minutes, I've got like a whole little video for my podcast, and I throw something up, and oh, it's like okay. That's... Some... That's nice. I never do that. I never do that. But yeah, that's nice. I like that. I'll look at that. Yeah. Anyway, how did where do people find you? And what do you I see you've got retreats going on? What do you what I do have you... um, as of the filming of this podcast, I have two only two spots left in my retreat in Sedona. And that is in a house that I rented. So it's like very intimate. It's just going to be us hired raw food romance to make all the food. It's going to be incredible. There's a pool. It's underneath a vortex. It's really amazing. Mm. But my main things that I do is my online teacher trainings. I have a 200 hour and a 300 hour. I do private session in both of those. And my 200, I have a partner that helps me. She's not a partner. She works for me, but she's amazing. She's on my videos, Francesca. 
you see her. She's in the videos. She does a lot of my stuff. She's really cool. She helps me with the 200. The 300, I primarily do by myself. And so it's private one-on-one coaching for the 300 hour and the 200 hour. So each week you meet with us individually. And there is the online per, like videos that you watch. You can watch over and over as many times as you need to. I do my 300 a little bit different than most people. I do have like electives that you can choose. There's 15 different electives. You choose six of them. So if your focus wants to be like yin yoga, restorative yoga, and you also want to learn how to build a web page, and you also want to learn how to do an online course, and you want to learn harmonium, you could choose those. But if your focus was, say, yeah. you wanted to learn how to do ashtanga and acro yoga, and uh, you also wanted to learn how to do TikTok. Like you could choose whatever. I have 14 yeah, different choices. Awesome. There's, it's really cool. It's nobody's doing it yeah. like that. It's really yeah. amazing. I would say the majority of my people want to do something online, but yeah. but I do, you get that resistance from people. I don't want to be on the camera and people freak yeah. out. Just do it. Where are they finding? Where do they find you? Where do they find all this? Okay, yoga celebrity for sure. Yoga celebrity. It's like a celebrity, only a yoga celebrity. Um, and if you DM me, I'm happy to talk to you. I I DM all day, talk to people. But my website is uh, www dot yoga teacher training dot yoga. Perfect. Angelica, thank you so much. I thank you for sharing everything mm-hmm. and yourself. And I'm glad that paths crossed at the, know, uh, the Yoga so Expo. Fun. And I was like, I like straightforward people. I got to talk to her. I know they told me they were like, could you stop talking so the other people could talk? I was like, oh, sorry. It's just like they're not saying very and Somehow I'm things. drawn to that type of person. <laughs> Thank you so much. Arians and us. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thank you. I, I appreciate you having me on the podcast. It means a lot. I, I'm really glad that I could come on. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, Yoga Biz Champs. That's a wrap on today's episode and what a journey it's been. I'm Michael J., your guide and ally in this incredible journey of yoga studio mastery. If today's insights sparked a fire within you, remember that this is just the beginning. Dive deeper with me by hitting subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to follow me on social media at YogaBizChamp for daily doses of inspiration and exclusive content. Loved what you heard today? Please rate and review. It's important to me just like your Google reviews are. Yoga Biz Champ on Apple Podcasts or wherever you tune in. Your feedback not only warms my heart, but also helps other yoga enthusiasts find my podcast so we can grow this amazing community together. Now for the cherry on the top. If you're feeling the call to elevate your yoga studio, whether you're dreaming of opening your doors for the first time or you're ready to take your existing studio to new heights, let's make it a reality together. I invite you to book a complimentary, no obligation tea and virtual chat with me. This is your moment to share your vision and together we'll explore how my starter studio or grower studio coaching packages can align with your dreams. Until next time, keep stretching, keep growing, and remember your biggest breakthrough is just around the corner. Namaste, champs.